0: It's time to get real about today's hiring landscape. The ability to find, attract, and hire great people has become more vital to a company's success than ever before. That's why we need talent makers who prioritize innovative, more diverse, equitable, and inclusive hiring practices that put people first. On the Greenhouse Talent Makers podcast, we're celebrating the work of leaders dedicated to cultivating incredible talent. Join me, Mika Ghebreyes, Senior Manager of Editorial Content at Greenhouse, as I sit down with talent makers who are changing the game in hiring. Today, I'm joined by two key leaders at one of the most innovative global PR and marketing agencies, Fleischman Hillard. I'm chatting with Fran Weems, Senior Vice President and Director of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, and Kristen Kanicki, Senior Vice President and Talent Acquisition Lead for the Americas. We'll dig into hiring trends like candidate ghosting and company catfishing, and the most effective ways to invest in and grow both candidates and employees. We'll also explore how to prioritize creating a diverse team in a remote work environment. Please welcome Fran Weems and Kristen Kanicki. So before we dive into the conversation, why don't you both introduce yourselves with your preferred pronouns, and then also why you're passionate about DE&I hiring practices.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Francesca Weems. I go by Fran. I hold three roles at Fleischmann Hillard. I am a senior vice president on the corporate reputation team, really helping drive a lot of our C suite communications. I'm also our director of diversity, equity, and inclusion, helping drive our initiative to become the most inclusive agency in the world. And I'm also our global lead of our race and culture, media, and platforms team, which is an offer of True Mosaic, which is our diversity, equity, and inclusion client offering as well as a core service for our company and what our team does is really focus on the external communications lane we focus on digital influencer media platforms diversity equity inclusion really infused into these as well as multicultural communications meeting communities where they are really understanding what they care about and then helping companies be able to deliver on those actions my pronouns are she her and hers and why i'm passionate about diversity equity inclusion is because i truly believe de makes the world and our workplaces a better place to operate to live in you understand people more clearly when you understand what makes them tick who they are, and the, their ability to really bring their authentic selves to the forefront. It allows teams to better operate and work together as a squad because you have that belonging piece. And so that's why I'm really passionate about de
2: My name is Kristin Kanicki. I have been with Fleischman for over five years. I started my career as a recruiter in New York and then overseeing the East. And now, as of March of this past year, I have been overseeing the recruitment team across the Americas. So no longer doing day-to-day recruitment so much, but I oversee the team and also set the strategic direction for the entire team. So I'm excited to be here. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm passionate about DEI and inclusive hiring because I do truly believe that everyone should feel valued for who they are and also what they can and could bring to the table at an organization. And looking at the marketplace makeup, I do feel like we've unfortunately overlooked that over the years. So I'm really excited to make you know some strides in this area, especially in my new role. And I do really believe that DE&I is really the building block for creating engaged and happy environments for our employees. And there's, of course, then deeper trust and commitment to the organization with that.
0: I love that you're both here on the podcast because as we think about what talent making is all about, we know that... It really starts with great hiring. And Lori Bring was actually on the podcast in a previous episode, and she's the VP of talent acquisition at Rap, And she actually mentioned it takes a village. And it really does take a village. And that's why I'm so excited that both of you are here to have this discussion so that we can kind of figure out how you work together to best bring great hiring to life. And so being a talent maker is really about having those leaders and professionals and knowing that they have a part in strategic hiring. So even when it's not in their official job description, they're working really hard to be a part of that hiring process. So it's really no longer a nice to have. It's an absolute must. Most importantly, though, we know that all of this great inclusive hiring does not happen without the relationship between the two of your roles, which is the hiring manager side of things and the talent team side of things. So if we could just take a moment. I would love it if the two of you could share how you work together to hire great, diverse talent. And then are there any specific hiring stories that come to mind in this?
1: Absolutely. I can kick things off. We have our de team led by Adrian Smith, our chief diversity and inclusion officer here at Fleishman Hillard. And we ladder in and really latch into directly with Kristen and her squad around talent acquisition processes, making sure DEI is at the forefront we work together around job description items and and making sure that they're cohesive and really clear and are able to go out and get our top talent and then obviously working closely with her and the team when there are stellar candidates that come into our pipeline ensuring that there's diversity across the board in terms of the who the candidate meets with and the types of questions we're asking them around their acumen in and, and the space and and their care for inclusion because we want to be the most inclusive agency in the world and we need to make sure those that we're hiring have that same alignment so that's been really great to work closely with her and her team around those efforts Kristen, do you want to add on to some of the ways we connect
2: for sure that was a great start yeah and i would say it's so interesting you cannot underestimate how much we need to really spell out all the different ways that we're partnering together it is a true partnership and we can't assume that everyone knows all the different ways that we need to kind of come together to make this all work so just like lori said who i know she's Lori ring is great but yeah so i would say you know everything down to let's take a fresh look at the job description is there bias in there let's make sure that everyone is aligned that we're asking certain questions related to DE&I and making sure that we're screening for this inclusive mindset that we'd like everyone to have. Let's just make sure that we're being consistent with every candidate, right? Like if we're going to ask one candidate to do one thing or meet with certain people, we need to make sure that that's consistent across the board. Like a lot of that can get lost, especially when we're scrambling really quickly. So it takes people like Fran, people on my side, pausing and saying, wait, let's make sure that we're doing this all consistently. And it's all laddering up to those goals because it's really easy to get away from them. So we try to set that standard from the get-go.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And I feel like alignment is one of those things that seems so simple, but it's so key in order to have great success in hiring. I love what you've mentioned so much. As we're talking about hiring, there's obviously a lot of trends going on in hiring. And I kind of want to talk about those trends for a moment because I love a trend. Um, So we've heard of candidate ghosting, very timely for Halloween. And we've heard of employer ghosting. And then now there's something called company catfishing. And so there's a lot of similar terms between the hiring world and the dating world, which is very interesting. Actually, quite a few similarities coming to mind of just like trying to find the right match for you and making sure your values are aligned and having to stand out from a pool of people. And I feel like we could do a whole podcast on this. But in relation to company catfishing, Greenhouse actually launched a new candidate interview and employer brand report, which is available on greenhouse.io. But it did find that 45 percent of candidates have rejected jobs after being catfished during the interview process. And so what we mean by this is that the actual company culture doesn't quite match up with the employer brand that that same company is putting out into the world. So those candidates are feeling like they've been catfished. So for either of you, what's your take on company catfishing and why might it be happening? And then also, do you think it's indicative of a larger problem in any way?
2: Well, it's so fascinating because I feel like this has been happening for a really long time. I love when we make new names for all of these things, but I feel like from 2020 on, there's been just such rapid hiring and people making changes, right, that I do feel like people might have gotten caught up in all the shiny, flashy things, right, like the salaries, all these companies that are saying they're doing great things or have this great culture to offer, but perhaps people might've made some quick decisions. And so now there might be just more of that. So that might be something that I thought about, but I would say too, just thinking back to our agency, authenticity is such a core value to everything that we do. And I feel personally very invested in that and also just transparency. So I do believe that, you know, we work and lead with that thought. And while there is a selling component obviously and talent attraction and everything we do i believe that we all have that like shared value that we wouldn't over promise anything and we do really try hard to make sure that there's consistency between the attraction phase to also once people are getting in and getting settled and all of that so and i know there's a lot of work on more of my talent development hr side of the house to really make sure that we're buttoned up in that way and really talking to each other when it comes from the you know hired phase on and bringing them through i don't know if you have any other thoughts fran
1: yeah i loved the report and i think it's so important kind of what you're saying kristen that you have to make sure that the experience that employees that, that actually are hired at the company are experiencing as well as during the hiring process match up with your marketing it's easy to put great marketing materials out there with a ton of diversity showcasing that everybody is enjoying their time but it's really clear when you actually get inside of the organization if that is actually not being lived up to so i think that you're calling that out on its face that companies need to be really mindful again that the two are in much more locks up alignment and The candidates are seeing through it a lot quicker than them even getting in the door. They're already saying that it's not lining up. It was really sad to see that a lot of candidates face discriminatory questions, illegal questions during the process. And so I think companies have to really make sure, particularly with their talent acquisition teams, that they're really clear, like you said, Kristen, consistency across the board. And again, once they get inside the doors... That they are experiencing what you had called out, what said company had said in their marketing materials around that inclusive nature, the equity, the diversity, the the way that, again, the work-life balance, everything that could potentially be sold, the benefits. They're actually being able to utilize them in the ways that they were described in the marketing materials. I will tell you, in my personal experience, prior to coming to Fleischmann Hillard, I was offered another job. And initially, I was going to take that job. But then I had the opportunity to really speak with somebody who worked at the company and was not a member of the hiring team to get the really inside scoop of what the position entailed. And it wasn't a pretty picture. And so that's what people also have to understand. It's like the candidates are going beyond just the hiring managers, just those that are part of the hiring process, as you will, to find out what it's like to actually work at the company. So they're usurping, either going to people that they know within the organization, or they're just pinging people on LinkedIn that they may know through acquaintances to get the real scoop. So if your reputation, again, inside doesn't match up with your marketing materials, that disconnect is going to be made really clear because when people are able to speak to somebody with true transparency, to be able to talk to them live about what their experiences are, if it doesn't add up, that's not a company you're going to want to work for. And that's why I decided not to go with the company that was pursuing me the same time as Fleishman. So I experienced that firsthand. I'm like, "Mm, something's not adding up. Let me go and talk to somebody Who I know has worked at the company, who has the inside scoop, and sure enough, it was not all roses. And so I'm glad um, I didn't decide to work there.
2: That's such a good reminder that I also tried to bring back to my hiring managers, is that people talk. (laughs) So the experience matters so much, right? How you leave people feeling that will carry through, and people will talk about it in the marketplace. It was so smart of you, Fran, to have that just. I'm assuming gut instinct (laughs) to do that and i would say that really happens a lot like i even just the past two weeks i've had a lot of internal people at our agency come forward and say hey kristen i don't know who the recruiter that's working with this candidate but they reached out to me and i know them through xyz and they just asked me for their experience at fleischmann and i just want to put them forward and make sure you know xyz so I feel like that's probably happening more and more these days, which is honestly very smart. I would tell anyone to look at their network and see who they know.
0: Absolutely. I love that you've mentioned that. I mean, people do talk. It's true. That's the honest truth, whether companies like it or not. And, you know, what you've mentioned, Fran, is is so interesting because, yeah, it's so easy to do the marketing and try to get people in. But you will be exposed. (laughs) We're going to find out. And so, you know, I've actually had experiences like that or maybe you go to like the company's website and they have a section of, oh, we love diversity and here's why it's important. And it's that favorite stock image of mine where all the diverse hands are in a circle ready to break. And so maybe you see that on their website and you're like, oh, this looks like it's going to be a safe and inclusive environment for me. But then you get to the interview and there's not a speck of diversity on the panel. (laughs) And sadly, that is common because one third of candidates. Candidates, as the Greenhouse report showed, face discriminatory questions during a job interview. And so, you know, that really does go to show this catfishing is a real problem. Maybe there's, I promised myself I wasn't going to say a fish joke, but something fishy. And maybe I've been catfished. (laughs) Um, I'll leave now. (laughs) But yes, the, the major learning here for companies, for all of you who are listening, you cannot fake it till you make it. Talent makers have to do the work and they have to make those changes that they wanna actually retain the top talent. Time for a quick break. When we come back, more of my conversation with Fran and Kristen.
3: Diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives bring a multitude of benefits to an organization, including the ability to make employees feel safe and respected, to be more innovative, and to enjoy a sense of belonging, leading to greater retention. With respect to physical security, differing perspectives can help strengthen both incident response and risk management strategies. By empowering a diverse team to voice their opinions and challenge traditional methods of thinking and working, a security leader can deepen organizational awareness into risks and reduce blind spots. Hivewatch, a physical security software company reimagining how organizations keep their people and assets safe. Has experienced the benefits of DEI in their own workplace. In their new ebook, How Physical Security Benefits from Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Initiatives Workforce and Retention Guide, Hivewatch explains how companies can evolve their organization or even just their security department with inclusivity in mind. Download the ebook now by visiting the link in the show notes.
0: Welcome back, y'all. Let's get into more of my conversation with Fran Weems and Kristen Kinicky. So, switching gears a little bit here, we talked a lot about how the two of your roles align, and that magic word is really alignment. So, when it comes to strengthening DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, what should hiring managers and recruiters align on first before they post an open role?
1: Well, I think you need to for sure align on the skill set that's needed. What is the team looking for? What are you hoping they deliver? then it's working closely on the job description to kind of follow that. But I wanna just tag in that you have to make sure that you understand that you can't hire your way out of diversity, equity, inclusion. Without that inclusive piece, what will happen is, you may get them in the door, again, through marketing, et cetera, but you won't keep them and it'll be a revolving door because once they get inside, like you said, they'll understand that what you sold them was a a false bill. So that's why it's really important that like you're setting up the team for success, you're ensuring the diversity is part of that, you're clear on what the guidelines are for the candidate, how do their skill sets match up, I'm really a proponent of making sure there has to be a portion of growth in their role, but you have to make sure they're able to come in and feel really good and be able to execute pretty quickly. There's that, that learning on ramp that we want to give people. But in terms of their core skill sets, feeling like they can contribute something pretty quickly, even to a large agency like Fleischmann Hillert. So you're you're understanding their core competencies and you're allowing them to activate that. So they feel like, again, this is a place of belonging. They, they feel like they know the flow. And then you have that gap where they can fill into the rest of their role. But they really do have to feel like they can come in and get on things, work with the team cohesively, have, that again, that space to learn, but also feel like they can contribute and are a member of the team. So all these ingredients are key to really being able to maintain talent and allow them to feel like they have a a place to contribute. Awesome. Kristen, do you have anything else
0: you want to add there
1: too?
2: Yeah, I was just going to go back to the skill set piece. And I think Fran does such a great job of this as a hiring manager that I wish everyone did. (laughs) But it's okay, We're all learning. But I do feel like, especially when we're thinking about challenging hiring managers is really to dig into Like, what are the skills that we could put maybe as the secondary that we have the ability to train people up on, right? And that's really what's going to help us bring in more diverse perspectives and backgrounds into especially our organization. I would assume most companies have a similar situation, right, where there's this just mindset that, well, this is always the type of talent we need, and this is the background they have, but that's not right, right? Like, we can challenge that, and we have examples to pull from in our organization of really successful people that did not come from the cookie cutter background so i really do like to spend a lot of time at the beginning phase with the hiring manager and make sure that interview teams are all on the same page too but like really picking apart like what does this person truly need to have to be successful and then what is the other stuff that we can teach them right and we spend a lot of time and we're working on this again on more of the talent development HR side of the house, but to really make sure we have a robust onboarding program for people that will come in with maybe they don't have agency experience, maybe they haven't really done True Blue PR work, all of those things. So it's very top of mind and just making sure that we're really focusing more on like what is the culture value add that this person can bring versus them just having some cookie cutter background.
1: Two of the three roles I have here at Fleischman didn't exist a year plus ago. So I commend Fleischman for this kind of choose your own adventure, allow you to make your own roles here. And I also think it's great that from the recruiting standpoint that if we have somebody that has a different set of skill sets, I came from journalism before this, that you're not overlooking their ability to contribute and potentially making a role for them because if they're talented, they're going to be able to shine no matter what. We can't keep holding people to the same uh, path that a multitude of people may have already traveled. You have to be willing to break people out of the mold because that creates new opportunities, new teams, new offerings for our clients, and just a really a robust way of looking. And I and I even look at Gen Z and the way they're operating and really pushing the boundaries. I think they're looking for companies that are willing to allow that wiggle room that maybe there's not a specific job description that they, they meet across the board, but that's okay. They have, They have a unique skill set that's going to add to the company, and maybe the, the company will be inclined to create a significant or a special role for them in general.
2: Yeah, and I would say my favorite experiences at Fleischman in the hiring space have been what I call reverse engineering roles, right? it's We maybe find someone, maybe in a standard search, but they might not fit exactly what we need, but... You know, I go out there, I find the right people, bring them into a room, and we figure out how to explore an opportunity that might not exist at that time. But also keep in mind that we're not going to over-interview them. Like, we're going to keep it really consistent and succinct and tight, and I'll be transparent from the beginning about, hey, you're not right for this role, but I feel like you're right for FH. Let's figure out what the job is, and, you know, just being very open about that along the way. So... I love those opportunities to do that, too.
0: Yes. All of that makes me so excited to hear. And also, Fran, I love what you've mentioned about choose your own adventure. That's such an interesting way to look at things. But clearly, talented people are talented people. And so they will be able to shine. But it is about just being able to invest in those people and give them the tools and the resources that they need to grow. So thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, so just very quickly, maybe in just like one to two minutes each, we talked about a lot of great things here. If listeners could walk away with just one key piece of advice for DE&I hiring or about being a great talent
1: maker, what would you want them to know? I would want them to know that they need to be empathetic leaders. So much of what we're describing is about humanistic connections Humanistic leadership, you have to be able to relate to people. You have to understand flexibility and the the understanding that people have a lot to deal with outside of the office, even in a hybrid or potentially a fully remote environment. You have to get to know the people, and that's what's going to allow them to want to be able to invest back into your organization. So, that would be my my key takeaway in the interview process. Ask them questions about their upbringing, their families, what makes them tick, what do they do outside of work, what are some of their hobbies? You want to get to know them as a human because that's what's also gonna make your teams better too. You want them to be a cohesive unit that understands and works together and and values each other's differences. And that's what makes us all so unique. So I would love to see more empathetic leadership.
2: I love that. And on top of that, just like the transparency piece too, right, like I feel like it comes into everything that we're doing and it's almost like, you, you might not be able to like pull real tangible things, but it's what they walk away feeling, right? again just with all of these inclusive hiring goals in mind like we're we're not perfect there's going to be mistakes along the way but if we all and i'm saying the c-suite the hiring managers the interviewers everyone that's involved in the hiring process if we can all come on board with the same common goal and be accountable then we will make progress there will be great outcomes it's really just about holding us all to the same standard and accountability and yeah
0: i'm excited excited for the future Yes, I mean, hearing companies like yours, that makes me very excited for the future as well. Thank you so much, Fran and Kristen, for this inspiring conversation. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen if you liked this episode. If you didn't, don't worry about it. Learn about how Greenhouse promotes inclusivity and embraces diverse perspectives in our product, culture, and our community by visiting us at greenhouse.io forward slash belonging. Special thanks to our production partner, Wonder Media Network, their producer, Alana Herlands, and production assistants, Sarah Schleid and Lila Watts. And another shout out to our greenhouse producer, Marnie Williams. Until next time.